I V M. From the day we start learning the alphabet, everyone around us has already started talking about what jobs we'd be best suited for. You may have wanted to be an Optimus Prime from the Transformers when you were five, but life doesn't always go as planned. In fact, for some of us, choosing a career is one of the most important decisions we'll make in our lives. But this looks very different in the gig economy. There are daily wages, contract workers, and the contractors that hire them. They all work on the daily, not knowing where their next job will come from. None of this is easy if it's not organized. In many cases, daily wages are treated like second-class citizens and are paid very low wages. This is unfair to blue-collar workers, especially when they're an essential part of our society. They deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. And so we need a fair and dignified process to allow for ease of access to jobs, fair compensation, and humane work environments. This can help avoid exploitation and make it easier for everyone involved, especially the next half billion. The next half billion, or the NHB, are the core of this podcast. They represent the second big wave of internet users in India, hence the term "next." We define them as the cohort of 500 million first-time internet users who have come online via mobile phones in five years. From a demographic standpoint, they are mainly from the bottom 60% of India's income distribution. They are owners of small businesses like beauty salons and kirana shops, and also blue-collar workers, domestic workers, security guards, etc. They are building a greater comfort with tech and represent the hustle and ambition of an aspiring India. I'm Utsa, an ex-engineer, market researcher, traveler and podcaster. And I'm Nivedita, an ex-engineer turned comedian and writer. And you're listening to Smartphone Nation, how the next half billion are shaping their future online. In today's episode, we talk about how technology is making navigating contract jobs easier and safer for both contractors and contract workers. So Utsa, have you used the internet to find jobs and other opportunities? Of course I have. It's 2024. If you're not on the internet or not using technology to broaden your horizons on the professional front, I'd say you're missing out. I became a podcaster because the internet made it so much easier for me to access the opportunity. I agree. Other than my first job that I got through college placements, every other opportunity I've received in my life is because of the internet, especially stand-up comedy. The art form wouldn't even exist on the scale it does today if comedians couldn't find their audience over the internet. And technology has birthed the creator economy. Today, it is much easier to put out your content and find an audience. The era of gatekeeping is gone. Everything seems way more accessible now. Big dreams don't seem out of our reach anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's debatable. But we could say that the internet has created a level playing field. Although there's a long way to go in bringing people with lower incomes the same opportunities, a day where everyone has equal access to a better life isn't unforeseeable. And that's why using technology to further improve access to safe and reliable blue-collar jobs is the need of the hour. The blue-collar workforce in India comprises around 300 million workers, accounting for over 85% of the country's total workforce. Out of this, the construction sector is a major employer of blue-collar workers in India. However, the sector is plagued by low productivity and poor safety standards. It is a hard pill to swallow, but it's the truth. Contract workers are not secure. The top concern is the exploitation of contract workers in the workplace. A contract laborer has minimal bargaining power and social security and is often employed in a hazardous industry with fewer amenities and security. We spoke to Sarvesh Kanodia, a director at Omidia Network India, an impact investment firm with a focus on the next half billion. Here is what he had to say about the challenges faced in the sector. 
So there are challenges both for the workers and the companies including the SMEs. On the worker side, you know both the skilling and the job sourcing ecosystem is broken today. So workers are first of all unaware of what skills would be most appropriate for them to train on and where they could get trained in the first place. There's also a lack of availability of quality skilling providers. As a result, most of them get trapped in a low skill, you know, low paying job. On the company side, you know, they actually find it difficult to source skill talent. They typically have to rely on offline small contractors who lack the wherewithal to sort of filter for skills. And as a result, they spend both time and money to find the right workers. However, in spite of that, they would, you know, pay low attention to improve their overall, you know, working condition, won't focus on upskilling or or, you know, focus on their well-being, which results in from a worker perspective a lack of motivation, behavioral issues and the attrition of these workers. It's no secret that the working conditions for blue-collar workers in India are not at the level they should be. We are a long way from timely payments, fair living wages and safe work environments. Nor is there access to skill development. According to a recent report by the World Economic Forum, India needs to skill or upskill over 400 million workers by 2030 to meet the demands of the changing economy. The report also highlights that the demand for skilled blue-collar workers is expected to grow by 25% over the next decade. There's clearly a lot to tackle here. In the informal segment, workers are hired by small labor contractors who deprive these workers of social security benefits. The cost of social security benefits is covered by the contractor from the company, but are hardly ever paid to the workers. Workers are housed in unsanitary conditions and do not receive their wages on time. They also lack access to formal financial services. And as a result, there's a propensity for them to borrow from informal sources at a very high cost. And that further hurts their household finances. They're stuck in an unproductive loop. Okay, so we've established that there is a problem. But how is it being tackled? Other than, of course, a number of government initiatives to promote blue-collar skilling, such as Pradhan Mantri Kaushal Vikas Yojana, and the Skill India Mission. And the labor laws protecting workers like the Minimum Wages Act ensures fair and timely wages. Social security schemes provide workers with much-needed financial protection. But how can tech help? Allow me to introduce you to Project Hero, a construction tech company building for India's $63 billion construction labor market. The Project Hero platform provides construction workers direct access to high-paying jobs, training, and access to financial products and services. But before we get into it, let's take a short break. Welcome back to Smartphone Nation. Project Hero was started by co-founders Satyavyas Pukraj Krewal and Raghu Chopra, all IIT Roorkee graduates. But before starting the company, they ran a general contracting company for over five years. They had no prior experience in construction and started it from scratch. So this is where they experienced problems like project delays and mismanagement due to labor and subcontractor-related issues firsthand. The knowledge and insights they got from the industry is what helped them build the idea for Project Hero. We spoke to Satyavyas, one of the co-founders of Project Hero, about how they ensure the safety of laborers. And this is what he had to say. And we be very, very transparent about it with the contractors as well and with the workers mm. as well. So, uh, you know, the role that we want to play in this is that, you know, a lot of times, a lot of information is lost because there is no medium to communicate that uh, information, right? So if I'm a worker, I'm in some remote village of PR or UP and I am looking to apply for a job in Maharashtra or uh, Karnataka, you know, let's, let's assume Bangalore in Karnataka, right? 
uh, mm. in in that scenario i don't even know if the contractor is going to give me basic amenities in terms of uh, uh, you know accommodation in terms of sanitation in terms of how many people are working already there or not uh, am i going to get my basic uh, uh, you know uh, social security like esi or pf so and all that so so what we do is that we take all that information from the contractors they uh, you know uh, they put it uh, as a part of their listing and uh, it goes Uh, to the workers and the workers can actually see the photos they can see the uh, amenities they can see the uh, you know social security provisions that are pro- uh, provided by the contractor and then take an informed decision while mm-hmm. on the contractor side we tell them that look here are a, a list of five things that if you don't do you know the number of people that are going to apply on your job will fall by let's say 20% or 30% so uh, there's a lot of data on top of the transparency that we are trying to build right on mm-hmm. both sides which helps people to take uh, you know an informed decision while applying for a job and it also helps uh, the contractors uh, to kind of make that rich listing and also provide the amenities because at the end of the day they also want workers to get the work done project hero not only has a robust rating system where the workers can rate the contractors and vice versa but they also make sure payments are timely something guddu yadav who has used project hero can vouch for Guddu was introduced to Project Hero through a camp that the company set up in 2021 after he had lost his job during the pandemic. He got a job as a shuttering carpenter through the platform. I used to work as an electrician but that failed. Then I made a listing asking for work after the lockdown but I wasn't able to get any. I went to two to four thekedars but uh, if you would work with them then there was no guarantee on when you would get your payment. Then I checked Project Hero and i realized i will be able to get work through this permanently i needed a job at that time and any job would do good to also told us how project hero made work easier for him project hero would tell us uh, which contractor to go for and uh, they would also tell us which one is authentic and which one is uh, you know a scam uh, one of the good things about this is that i get my salary on time despite all the precautions that are taken grievances may occur and we asked satya if they solved that here he is again we have a dedicated helpline for the workers right now and we are building a helpline for the contractors as well so uh, you know a lot of uh, use cases come to us where you know uh, people come uh, and tell that look uh, we've applied to this job from project hero and we've gotten there and then we are not uh, you know able to get our payment out right mm-hmm. then those are the junctions where we uh, intervene on behalf of the workers and we try to mediate the uh, situation uh, though it is not our job but i feel it is our duty to kind of uh, play the role of a mediator there the platform ensures that the workers are of high quality that they are skilled at their job have a good track record etc They do this by incentivizing people to exhibit good behavior and give timely payments and stick onto the project thereby reducing attrition. All this is digital first. Having credible contractors and workers is the biggest differentiator of the platform. If you're a large contractor and you're looking for workers, you can be sure that the workers on Project Hero have passed a basic threshold of credibility. For example, having the required skill and experience. The network is built such that the people on the platform will display much better behavior compared to what you'll find informally thanks to its rating system. We spoke to Satyavyas about his opinion on the construction sector as a whole and got to know that Project Hero is valuable in more ways than one. It's very ironical right if you look at the construction sector uh, it's the second largest employer 
within mm-hmm. the country second largest employer uh, formally right if you if you consider that most of the construction workers are also farmers and farmers are also construction workers and a lot of data is not even available uh, you know pre covid uh, levels ke around then you would realize that possibly it is one of the you know one of the largest if not the largest employer in the country in term, and it also can contributes massively to the gdp uh, mm. and stuff like that and the irony is that such a large employer doesn't have any employment record for the workers it doesn't have any quality record for the contractors right uh, you know so it is extremely appalling in that sense you know so while the opportunity is very large it's also very challenging despite it being such a challenging industry to work in satyavyas has a positive perspective with the tailwinds that this industry is facing now you know post covid especially you know with, with the massive uh, push around the formalization of the sector you know uh, government really uh, going after the you know development of the country all these things right an example being ishram cards uh, the enrollments that are happening for the ishram cards smartphone penetration data becoming mm. cheaper uh, you know uh, people transacting online for the first time you know during corona when the uh services were only accessible online and it reducing the learning curve for people to you know uh, adopt and transact digitally uh, so all these tailwinds actually point to a direction where if uh, you know uh, we are able to execute well uh, at project hero the opportunity becomes extremely extremely massive uh, you know yeah. uh, in terms of creating large system of record plus also look at look at it this perspective if you have the transaction data or let's say the employment data for such so many workers right and contractors uh and these this audience has been completely underserved in terms of financial uh, services and credit uh mm-hmm. when this massive audience will become a part of a formal employment uh, sector and also get access to credit and uh, financial services that will be massive value unlocking he's right this is a big step in the right direction and one of many people that are making a big difference to the construction space and our nation builders deserve it as satyavyas explains you know i'm sure like there are a lot of people like you and me who were uh, you know initially uh, unaware of the kind of impact that the construction workers or uh, the contractors and all have uh, you know uh, on the country on us and how uh, a small worker emanating from a small part of the village is actually helping india become let's say a 5 trillion dollar or a 10 trillion dollar economy right all the fancy roads buildings and all those things that we see uh, you know are are built by you know just a regular worker you know with a very limited set of uh, tools and the technical literacy so i think you know uh, one important part of we also didn't realize till the time we got into this industry right because we were sure that we interact with workers or contractors uh on a on a regular basis uh so one of the things that i would like uh, you know people to uh, you know take away from this podcast is that whenever they are seeing anything that is being built be it a road or a flyover or a metro just think that you know uh, you know uh, there is a lot of hard work and uh, effort that kind of goes into building that kind of a structure that's spot on we do have a tendency to take things for granted And if we've come so far without technology, imagine where we'll be in the next few decades with all these tools at our disposal. Let's hear from Sarvesh Kanodia again on why Omedia Network India decided to invest in Project Hero. India, you know, today has about 50 million workers in the construction industry, uh, and which is about the second largest in terms of employment actually after agriculture in India. When you look at it, there's a general trend of industries which are moving from the informal to the formal workforce, like we were talking about with 
you know, many of these reforms being driven by demonetization, GST, PFESIC, etc. However, the construction industry workforce is still largely informal. What Project Hero is trying to do is basically build an end-to-end recruitment and workforce management platform to be able to formalize the construction industry workforce. What they're doing is basically going to small towns in, and villages in UP, Bihar, West Bengal, etc., which actually provide the maximum migrant labor in the construction sector. And they're bringing these workers onto the platform. What they're doing is they're able to match this supply pool against the demand for these workers across the country and essentially building a two-sided marketplace where the workers will now be able to reach out to the project contractors themselves and be able to apply for the jobs that they want to. If Project Hero wasn't there, they would be dependent again on the local contractors who would typically one service only the local demand in that area. Plus, they wouldn't necessarily have any choice on the employer that they could work for. So they are bringing that transparency in the in the ecosystem. And it's building a scalable model by using technology as part of the entire value chain, right? From placement, hiring, monitoring, compliance, etc. And the idea is that if they're successful in doing what they're doing, uh, you know, you become the number one destination for the construction workforce, all of whom are actually from the next half billion segment. And the platform has the potential to reach, you know, hundreds of thousands of these blue collar workers to find them jobs and, you know, meaningfully improve their livelihoods. There is no scaled player in this segment yet. So if they are actually successful again, it will demonstrate the fact that the, the segment is viable uh, and encourage, uh, you know, others to replicate and potentially have a sector level impact here as well. I hope Sarvesh is right and more people are inspired to enter this segment for the right reasons. The future sure looks bright. Thank you for tuning into Smartphone Nation. I'm Utsav. And I am Nivedita. This was Smartphone Nation. Tune in next week for another story on how the next half billion are shaping their future online. If you like our show, please subscribe to the Smartphone Nation YouTube channel. Don't forget to rate and review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share this episode with your friends as it helps the show reach more people. You can listen and subscribe to Smartphone Nation on the IVM Podcasts app or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is also available in Hindi and Tamil. A special thanks to Omidyar Network India for making this season possible. To know how ONI is partnering with bold and purpose-driven entrepreneurs who are working to improve the lives of India's next half billion, visit omidyanetwork.in. Tell us what you think of the show. You can find our hosts on Twitter and Instagram. Utsav can be found on the Instagram ID at YWeTravel42. You can reach out to Nivedita on Instagram at niv.prakasam. You can follow IVM on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at the ID at IVM Podcasts.